You're listening to Behind the Bliss, a weekly podcast where Rachel Autry brings conversations to you from women that share what's behind their highlight reel. Each episode is designed for you to see a message from the mess and encourage you to find balance in the bliss. We know that what you're facing is important for shaping who God has created you to be. Some may say it's a process that often happens behind the bliss. Here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast. My name is Rachel Autry, and I'm the host around here, and I love our listeners. Just love you all a lot. We love to listen to what you're wanting to hear on the show. And so we actually had our team post something fun that was like, hey, what would you want to hear on the show? And a very popular, like, by-demand topic was moms and working. And I get it. And so does Emily, our marketing director on the team. And we figured why not just have very candid, uplifting, encouraging, but candid conversation about what working moms looks like for us. Encouragement that we found from wise counsel, like older women that have been through it, but then also just how do we get through the day-to-day sometimes struggles of what being a working mom can hand us. So Emily... Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Literally, so so when Rachel's like emphasizing candid, like we tried to record this on our team retreat, got right. interrupted, and then we were like, nope, not today. And now we're doing it a few days later at 8.47 p.m. <laughs> with like, wet hair. Yeah, in our with PJs. wet hair in our PJs after babies go to bed. And that's what it looks yeah. like sometimes, you know? And let me just yes. also say while we're starting this conversation that if you're not a working mom and you're about to click out of this episode like first of all if you're a mom all moms are working moms whether you stay at home whether you have a normal like nine to five job whether you're navigating working between nap times whatever it looks like for you this episode will have something for you um and if you're not a mom yet i'm sure there's still some things you can take away from this episode so we're glad you're here yes so glad you're here like, okay, I also want to disclaim this, that we, both of Emily and I have this really fun privilege of walking through motherhood together, like in step, very much in the same seasons. We both have one. Um, my little one is 18 months old at the moment. Emily, how old is Hayes again? Hayes is um, just 15, about to turn, yeah, 16. 15 turning 16 months. So Maddox, before I ever knew Rachel, <laughs> I followed her for all the mom stuff because she was just a little bit ahead of me. And now toddler, it feels like every, they're all catching up to each other, which is fun. Yes. Yeah. There's like less of a gap when you get past, I feel like a year old. Yes. They all start like meshing into the similar seasons. So just hear us say that like the weird, weird two moms coming to you with information about little ones under two. Um, It's going to look a lot different if you're a mom listening that wants some encouragement and maybe you have kids in elementary school or junior high or whatever it looks like. Right. Right. So like (laughs) create, this is going to be like a create your own experience for our practical advice that we share today. So we also say this too very humbly, like I am learning every single day what this looks like to extend grace to myself and to Maddox and to learn patience for interruptions and all the things. So I just want to say I, we are all on the same field together, learning, growing, being challenged. Yes together like I am not coming to you because I feel like I should that I have a ton of good things to share and I'm an expert I'm coming because I'm like hey we're in it I want you to feel met that's our message behind here at behind the bliss and thankfully 
we have some really incredible women that we've been able to just share life with either behind the microphone on the show or behind closed doors in our four walls of our home. And that advice has gotten me through some of my hardest days. So here we are. For sure. Yeah. It's uh, and, and moms that have gone before us will say, it only gets easier or it only gets harder. Like seriously, you have to, it is what you make it. And I think that's, that's right. a lot of what we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Someone did tell me this recently. I thought it was so good. They said, um, things don't get easier. You just get stronger and more adaptable. True that. Like, yeah, you, like the logistics are going to become more challenging, I'm sure. But yes. hopefully by the point that I'm in the car for four hours a day, taking all my kids places. Yes. Like that is going to be a different kind of hard mm-hmm. than what today's hard look like. Um, but I maybe we'll have more patience and maybe we'll have, I pray, a softer heart. <laughs> like right. I'll just be kinder to myself and to be other people to a point where that is easier, even though if you put it on a scale, they weigh the same amount of heart. Well, and you know what? You're going to look back to and wish for the moments that are right now. So it's like, Lord, like meet us exactly where we're at. Help us cherish these moments, even though hard and the whining is difficult sometimes and the constant pausing and playing um, or the rush of daycare pickups and drop-offs and balancing that with the work like it's like god's grace will cover it all and we're going to wish for these moments that are right now you know yeah so good okay so just kind of kind of like hop on some lily pads per se of some good practical advice tips nuggets that we've heard that we want to share with people yeah okay so like we said we're all kind of coming to this table with different cards in our hands. And so I'm just going to show mine. No poker face, no go- gatekeeping. I'm just going to share exactly what my life looks like right now. Emily, you share what yours looks like too after. But I have, like I said, 18 month old named Maddox. If you're new around here, he is like the joy of my day. He is so much fun. We're just now entering the whining stage, which like actually is killing me slowly, but we're working our way through it. Um, and I work from home. I work during nap time. I work during Mother's Day out. We have Maddox in a program three days a week from nine to one. And so I get stuff done and stuff. I use that term very loosely. I answer emails. I do things for behind the bliss, but I also am trying to keep a house at home and create a space that I'm comfortable in and my family can be comfortable in, find ways to honor my friendships. Like your girl gets it. I feel like I'm holding a lot of things at once. A lot of grocery bags on my arms and they're getting very heavy. Also work during nap time, but I try to be on when Maddox is up and he is my responsibility. Um, I tried to like my best. I try to put my phone away or at least have it near me, but like not be scrolling or checking emails. I just want to be present because I, I do get that allocated time when he's not with me. Um, so that's my goal. It's where I'm at now. The challenge is time and interruptions and a routine. I use that term very loosely as well. Like we do our best with the time that we're given, but every day can look completely different. And I also am growing a human inside of me right now. So the days that I have the time, I don't have the energy. And the days I have the energy, I don't have the time. So just really trying to figure out what it looks like to lean in, make the most of my time. And this sounds super cliche and spiritual, but it's like really helped me. But pause and lean in and be like, okay, I have these four hours that Maddox is at preschool. Like, Lord, what is it that I that you have for me to do. And I feel like it's in those moments when I submit the time that I have to him, I feel a lot more productive and there's a little bit more 
like momentum behind the things I'm doing because I feel like it's like a charge. It's an order rather than it being a like, I might as well get this done while he's away, you know? So anyways, that's candidly what it looks like for me around here as a working mom. Emily, your yes. your working mom situation is very different. So I want to hear. Yeah. Share wow. it with the people. Yes. Okay. So um, I have an interesting work story. So I'm a teacher. I'm a junior high teacher by trade. By I studied education in college and went into teaching. Um, we had our baby Hayes last June. So he's almost 16 months old at this time. Um, and I'm also expecting again right now with the twins. So, <laughs> this is going to be with twins, I know, people. I know it's going to be wild. <laughs> we so seriously were like every day is like, people are like, what is the next year going to look like? And we're like, honestly, we don't know. Um, but anyway, I'm currently, I thought I wasn't going to teach anymore and then decided to give it one more year. And so I'm teaching. Um, and that looks like me leaving the house around 7 a.m. Um, or 7.30, dropping my son Hayes off at daycare. Sometimes my husband will do it. Um, and then I get out of work around 4.30 and go pick him up. And so really I get home and it's like that uninterrupted, like all about Hayes, trying to soak in every moment, dinner, bath time, playtime, bed. Um, not always in that order, you know, (laughs) and we are just trying to juggle all the things. And, uh, it's a lot of relying on each other. Like me and my husband, uh, tag teaming things. It's a lot of, uh, counting on grandparents and, um, just asking for prayers whenever (laughs) the tank is empty and, um, yeah, just making every moment count in the weekends we live for the weekends. Um, so I've had to navigate mom life and full-time work life, like in an office setting, if you will. So if you're a mom in that kind of situation, uh, I totally feel you and hear you. Um, and then behind the bliss is like my fun little like outlet that I get to do. And it's been such a blessing to me. So I work totally full-time. I try to get most of my stuff done during my conference period or lunch times. Um, so that, yeah, when I'm home, I'm mom and that is um hard sometimes <laughs> right it's hard yeah yeah so you're constantly juggling all the things um and all the thoughts at the same time and mine's a little bit more compartmentalized but still different and difficult sometimes yeah i i feel like our first little practical needs to be this because i feel like this word keeps coming up a lot and it's a word that i feel like culture throws at us too but this idea of balance mm-hmm. And like, how do you balance it all? I think actually like the way the question was posed for this episode was balancing or a work mom. Balance. balance. Yeah. Work life. And I'm like, okay, here's, here's the first thing we need to do. We all need to take a deep breath together and realize that there's actually no such thing as balance. Like balance is making sure, I mean, like literally the definition, I'm not sure Webster, look it up, but like my definition of balance is that both sides of the scale are equal. And when I take a step back and I look at the values of my life, like I don't want my work to be equal to my role as a mom. And some days I feel like I work more than I mom. And some days I feel like I'm mom more than I'm able to get done. And it's an ebb and it's a flow. It's not a balance. I don't want to like get to the end of the day and like look at my like 
you know, my working hours as a mom, my working hours as a whatever, like in my career and be like, okay, good. They balanced today. You know, like that just, I mean, I just think the word and the expectation of having a balance is nothing that anyone is holding anybody to in reality. Yeah. And I've looked into this a lot. I just, it's a topic that I've found myself passionate about. And so I've read lots of books and just read lots of things and followed people on social media who kind of fit like exactly what you just said. And I think it's the whole, um, like, are we working to live? Are we living to work? You know what I'm saying? And I want to live a life where, you know, I am working so that I can live the life that I've always dreamed of. And that's going to look different for everybody. You know, for some people, it's going to be money in the bank. For some people, it's going to be time with their people. For some people, it's going to be travel, like whatever, whatever your thing is. And I think that's what makes this whole mom conversation so difficult because every family is so different. Um, but yeah, I would say that, you know, I want to be living a full life and my work is what is helping fuel that, you know? And if it gets to the point where that's out of balance and out of whack, I mean, balance, but out of, you know, not serving us in the same way it once did, then it might be time to reevaluate that and to, you know, step back and be like, okay, what can change? And I think it doesn't necessarily have to be your job, but you're looking at a holistic picture of your life. Like where are we spending our time and are we spending our time in places that are serving us? Cause we don't have a lot of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we like, don't. where are we, where are we giving our, <laughs> that's another, I guess, little nugget of advice is like evaluate where you're spending your time and does it match what you say that you value? And I think that's like yeah. a good gut check for a lot of us. Cause sometimes the answer is no. Right. I had this shared with me. I think it was literally in therapy, but then Mallory Irvin, a really fun follow. She's big on YouTube. She also has a podcast. She's written a book. Yeah, she's a blast. She's a really hoot from Nashville. Um, But she says this too, that there are glass balls, there are plastic balls, there are bouncy balls. There's all kinds of balls that we're juggling. It's just like our responsibility to figure out which of them are actually glass. And I think the enemy would love to convince us that some of the balls were carrying our glass when in fact they would bounce right back up. Um, like opportunities that we're like, oh, I can't miss out on this, you know? And so we're, we're juggling so many balls and we're trying to figure out like, which one should I put down? Which one should I drop? Which one should I prioritize? And we get our priorities out of whack and we figure out that, oh, wait, the ball that I thought was bouncy actually was glass and it shattered. I got to like take a moment to put everything down, put it back together or find a new ball. And I think that it's up to us to figure out and really to name the balls that are glass and be like, okay, for me personally, for Rachel, it's like family, big glass ball. I feel like my community, like my friendships, glass ball. Um, there, and then there's other things in my life where I'm like, you know, what? I can put that down. Like <laughs> that's one of those like wool dryer balls. <laughs> like there, they'll be, it'll be fine if I drop it. Like opportunities for work. Sometimes they bounce back up and sometimes they don't. And if they don't, that's fine. Um, but you get the picture. Like it's up to you to name what balls are what and call them for what they are. And then with that, be able to prioritize your time and what you value. And like Emily said, kind of compare them, be like, okay, is what I value, is it getting the time that it deserves? And if no, it's a great opportunity to reevaluate and redirect. 
yeah. And the beautiful thing about life is you can always evaluate and redirect, right? Oh, yeah. And I feel like every day, sometimes it's a day to day thing you have to do with yourself. Yeah. I've literally every single day. Yeah. I, yes. Amen to everything you just said. Um, something else I kind of mentioned earlier was using your people around you. So we're in a situation where we have grandparents that live nearby. You're in a situation where you don't, right? They're all six hours but, away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but regardless of, you know, grandparents or family close or not, like lean on your community, lean on your village of people um, to help fill in gaps that you have. So for me, sometimes it looks like texting my mom and being like, hey, like, can we, when I'm like really needing something, I'm like, can we get dinner tonight? Or like, or she like can sense that there's a need and she's like, yes, let me bring over dinner. Or um, she'll see like, I have a lot of laundry piled up. She'll be like, can I just come over and help you with X, Y, Z? And it, it takes a lot of pride to just like be like, yes, you can help me. Not like, no, I got it all. And I think that's a mom thing as well. Um, and also just this is 2022 society thing of like, we're so quick to be like, no, I got it. I got it. And we're embarrassed that we can't manage it all. But like, really, we're like living in a time in the world where it's one of the first times ever in history that people are expected to do it all. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the day, people lived in communities where like there, everyone had assigned roles and everyone helped each other out, you know, and Satan would tell you that and let you believe the lie that you're all alone in your isolated little houses, but that's not true at all. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I completely agree. Jenny Allen, find your people a great practical book. So for people that are like, oh, I really want that. Like, yes, that's my desire too. My parents don't live here. I'm like in Rachel's boat where my only friends are friends that I make. Like, yeah, it's so doable. It's easier than you think. In fact, um, we've been wanting to get dinner. It's just like a fun little story. We've been wanting to get dinner with our neighbors like for so long because the people across from us are our age, no kids. We have people two houses down from us our age, they have a baby, Hayes' age actually. And then across from them, they have a ba- they have a two-year-old. And anyways, like there's tons of kids and tons of parents and like a lot of kids our age um, living in our neighborhood. And we've been wanting to make it happen. And it just won't, like it never lines up. And so today I saw some people outside playing, like some of our neighbors. And I pulled over and said, hey. And she's like, I'm so sorry we haven't been able to make something work. It's just like every night kind of ends up getting crazy last minute. And I'm like, hey, we can be last minute people like go get Zaxby's and meet us in your, in our front yard. Like I'll lay out a picnic blanket and we can all just like bring our own food. You know, like this doesn't have to be a sit down cloth napkin, entertaining dinner. Like we can just do life together. Bring your monitors. Once you put the kids to bed and we'll all hang out in the front yard. Like this can be so much more casual than I feel like we make it out to be. Um, so there's that inviting people into your life. And then there's also the side that's like, no, like tell people what you need. Like, like just be bold, be brave, be like, hey, terrible. And I'm trying to practice it more. So we have boxes sitting in our garage from moving. Like we still haven't been able to because we're working off nap time and bedtime. And like, that's just hard to do. Um, just trying to like figure out what our new house is like and making it a home has just been difficult. And so... 
I voice memo to a few friends today and I'm like, hey, what are y'all doing Saturday? Can y'all just come over? Many hands make light work and you can help me organize like trash slash goes in our house slash donate piles. I just need help and muscles <laughs> and then like hire a babysitter. Like that's the, that's what's going to have, that's what it's going to have to take. And so I feel like for us to, for us to believe the lie that yeah. TV culture, social media portrays that like you can do this on your own yes. is just like going to set us up for failure. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're terrible yeah. at doing that. Yeah. So, okay. If you're here, this is what I have on my phone. This sounds like so bad. I'm like, it almost sounds like I'm cheating life because this should be, this is a, this is a lie. I believe I'm like, this should be authentic. Like I should have people on speed dial where I'm like, Hey girly, what you doing tonight? Like, and I, I don't like I do, but I don't like, that's not, it does not look perfect like that. I have to be organized and disciplined. And I literally have a note in my phone that is like prayer warriors. And I have a list of people to text if something were to happen. And then I have like last minute friends. And those are the people always down for anything. And then I have a list of people that are like, you know, have told me if you need anything, I am here. Because in the moments, I just forget they exist. I'm like, who are those people? What are like, who do I text? Yes, you get paralyzed. Yes. Yes. You're like, no one is here for me. And it, literally people, I am that friend that is waiting for someone to need me. And I've had to have hard conversations with friends before being like, like in seasons of new babies and things like that are hard things. Like, I can't be a friend to you if you don't tell me, if you never need anything. And that's something that Jenny Allen also talks about in Find Your People when I was, I have to finish that book. I have like a couple chapters left, but she says that like, it's so hard like to be a friend to somebody that never needs anything. So let's put this in like practical sense for us working moms. I'd say this looks like oh crap, I'm running late. I'm not going to be able to pick up my kid from daycare on time or hit traffic or whatever. Like have the friend on speed dial that has a car seat in their car and is reliable and be like, any chance you can make it? You know, like before you stress, yeah. ask somebody. Um, Have the people yes. that you're like, hey, I don't have a dinner plan tonight. Today is literally falling to pieces. Can you please bring over some enchiladas on your own time? Like I will feed quesadillas yeah. or cheese cubes to the kids but like i need a hot meal like will you please bring something over do you know what i mean i'm like they can eat pop tarts but like mama needs some enchiladas like have those people yes we all have that friend that has a stock of freezer meals like where where the enneagram especially in the newborn phase when you're just like what the hecky is happening to my life like have the people be like can you come hold my baby like no promises they'll they'll sleep they might cry the whole time but like i need you to just like i need a shower like it's just practical yes. all the way down to working mom being like I've got a deadline I just need some company like can you bring me a coffee so I just yes. I, yeah I just want people to know like there's freedom to ask for help and you have friends believe it or not even if you're sitting here and you're like Rachel and Emily you don't know me I'm like no we do we do like because we are you we and are you. if you say yeah. you don't have the friends like yeah. love you sis but that's on you more than it is on your friends like go out there and meet the people well and yeah, I just challenge you to find yeah. community where church, you're at. Yeah. mom groups. Like, um, there's a lot of opportunities to yeah. at least get started to find some people that can get it and are like so excited to serve you. So you have a village, use them. If you're not sure where to start with a village, go to your local library or go to Amazon and rent or buy. Find your people by Jenny Allen. Like, be that weird, creepy girl that's not actually weird and creepy, and like message people, email mom group 
find a gym with daycare, like do whatever it takes to find people. Yes. I think a lot of that starts with going first. Um, If you haven't listened to our episode with Leah Thompson, Rachel's real life best friend from our summer series, that is such a great episode on just like how to find a friend and how to make a friend. And it has so many good nuggets of just practical ways to find a friend because adult friendships are so hard. And that's something that we constantly get asked about in Instagram or emailed about is that friendship is so difficult as an adult. And I think that the more seasons of life that you walk through, whether it be graduating from college and jumping into working life or, you know, jumping into mom life, that things can get more and more isolated if you let it, but it can also bring you closer and closer to your people. If you let it. Again, if you let it, you know, and that's the key. Like if you let it in, you know, italics, (laughs) like, and (laughs) I mean, it's so true. And yeah. So go listen to that episode with Leah. If you haven't already, we'll link it in the show notes for you because it's a great listen. Or if you listen to it in the summer series and you're feeling in this dry season of friendship right now, go listen to it. Good plug. I love that episode. (laughs) <laughs> it's really good. That was one of my favorites. It's a good one. It's very practical. Lots of tips and advice and funny stories. Um, okay, this is another one that I think is really good. And I wish I had heard it earlier. As I'm saying that, I'm like, maybe I did hear it earlier, but I didn't believe it till later. <laughs> it's one of those things people kept telling me that I was like, yeah, but you have the freedom to be more than a mom. I think that's the hardest part about being a working mom. Thomas and I had this conversation literally two nights ago. And as I was in tears, Emily, this was the night you flew out, LOL. I've been like, I I don't know if fair is the right word. It's not. And I'm not trying to play tally. I'm just saying like how beautiful, but how frustrating it is that God created our brains, our hearts, our mind, like everything connected and aligned to care for people as women, especially our offspring, like our children. (laughs) Um, I can't tap out as a mom. I don't know about you, Emily, but like even when Maddox is at Mother's Day out and I'm like at a coffee shop working, he's on my mind. I'm like, okay, did he eat well? Like, did he eat his lunch? Is he making friends? Is he the kid in the corner? And I think it's it's hard to compartmentalize. Like, okay, now I'm a mom and now I'm not. We're always mom, no matter where you are, yeah. what you're doing, even if you have responsibility of yes. your child in that moment or not, it's like, yeah, you're still a mom and it's hard yeah. to turn that part off from your brain. And so I deal with the guilt of being like, maybe this is just my season. We're like, I'm just supposed to be a mom, put everything else down and just like nose to the ground, do it. And maybe it is, but through prayer, I figured out it's not. Like, I want my kids to grow up to be, to see me doing things God's called me to and be like, wow, that's what obedience looked like for her in that moment. Like, I want my kids to grow up to know that they were not the center of my world, that Jesus is my king. They are not my kings. And that I'm able to say yes to what God has for me with them being there, but it doesn't always have to include them. So I think that I just, I just want people to hear me say loud and clear, like you are more than a mom and there is something else you have to offer this world than being a snack passer outer, nap time, put her downer, (laughs) bather, cleaner, homemaker, chef, chauffeur. And those are the most honorable badges you'll wear. And they're also the most frustrating badges you'll wear. But they're not the only badges you'll wear. And that's just, 
There's so many things else not. out there for you. They're absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. And if you're passionate yep. about your work, yeah. you know, if you're passionate about what you do and you feel guilty because you feel like on social media that it looks like, you know, you're supposed to stay at home or it looks like you're supposed to have your kid enrolled in this kind of daycare, or it looks like you're supposed to do school a certain kind of way. Like it, that's not true. Like that's one of those Satan is totally using those platforms and those lies to fuel us to not believe the truth. And the truth is, is that you can do, you can be a mom and you can work and you can do both well and with grace Mm -hmm. and with love. And I would just even venture to say that the women listening are dang good moms and for sure. If you're listening, if you press play on this episode, yes. If you need to hear that today. And they're probably like, that's so cheesy. Like, they don't even know me. They don't know what happened this morning or the meltdown I had or the word that I said when I stubbed my toe. I'd be like, no, like, I don't. But I do know you're a good mom because you care enough to listen and to seek wisdom and guidance and advice and fellowship through an episode like this. So the fact you pushed play, like, (laughs) kind of qualifies you as a good mom. You're curious. You want to know how to be the best professional mom you can and that's how i know you're a good mom it's because you're yeah, here i think that's good jenna kutcher was on an interview podcast interview and she posted this on her social media and i thought it was just like brilliant it truly hasn't left my mind um but she said something along the lines of it often feels like society expects us to mom like we don't have a job and to work like we aren't a mom but somehow we're both And so, like, what does it look like to put down your motherhood to pick up your job and run with it and vice versa to put down your job and to run with motherhood things when that email, that person, that work drama is in the back of your mind? Um, And she had an incredible response for it. And she's like, I have had to learn just the discipline of intentionality. And to say like, okay, I'm stepping into a threshold, whether I'm crossing a threshold into my kitchen, I'm crossing a threshold into my, like my daughter's nursery, I'm crossing a threshold into a conference room. And I have to intentionally like turn on that part of my heart and my mind and kind of like tune out everything else so that I can be there. And that's the best way to honor who I am, what I value and and where I'm spending my time in that moment. So like, for example, for me, it clicked. I was like, okay, so when I'm, you know, having breakfast with Maddox, I'm not going to be checking my email. Like that can wait until he's done for a nap, you know? Um, or I'm going to allocate that time elsewhere. Or, okay, when I'm at a coffee shop, I'm not going to be constantly refreshing to see if they've posted a picture of Maddox. You know, I'm going to be like happily surprised when I see it my notifications um or whatever it looks like for you but just the intentionality of being like okay kind of like what i said in the beginning of prayerfully entering this new threshold compartmentalized of your life per se being like okay lord like what do you have for me in this moment and for him to be like get on the ground and play trucks but okay i'm gonna get on the ground and play drugs um or or read the same book for the yes or okay lord like He's down for a nap. What do I do? And he's like, go take a shower. I'm like, oh, praise God. <laughs> like, okay. You know what I mean? Like, it almost <laughs> gives you like a freedom because you don't actually have the say so over your time as you think you do, but you actually don't. You're like giving the time 
back to yeah. the father who cares for you more than you care for yourself and cares for your kids more than you could care ever for them. And be like, this is what your family needs right now. Your family needs for you to go take a shower. Your, your family needs for you to play trucks. Your family needs like to see you do the thing like. And there, yeah, there have been moments of motherhood where I've had to be shooken awake by my husband or my mom or my dad or a good friend, literally seeing how weary I am and being like, stop. Hayes can wait. You need to go to bed. Like this is me last night, 7.30 yeah. PM, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, I can tell you're really tired. Go to bed. Like, no, I don't want to go. We have a show to walk. We talked about hanging out. Nope. Nope. Go to bed. You need to go to bed. And I've had to learn to be obedient in those moments because sometimes people know us better than we know yeah. ourselves, yeah. you know, and, and the Lord knows us better than we know ourselves. So again, it's that leaning in and just pushing back against the narrative that you have to do it all and do it all perfectly because you don't, you know? And I think it's letting yourself feel the feelings too, you know, and letting go of the we're expected to, or the, I can't, you know, I have this work deadline I have to meet. I can't disappoint X, Y, Z. Um, I mean, just today, like my son got, uh, he fell at daycare. Yeah. So he literally, we have family pictures on Saturday and I think he might have a black eye tomorrow. Um, but it's like, I got the call from daycare. My, they were like, Hey, he hit his head. He's fine. And as soon as I could leave today, I literally, I think I left everything open on my computer at work and was like, I'm going to get haze from daycare. Um, and like work, we'll have to wait. You know, it's always going to be there. Your family in this moment that you're in isn't always going to be like that. And I've heard from moms in seasons ahead of me, and I've heard them say that they wish that they would have cherished the time that they had in the moment, you know, and embracing every season. You might not love the newborn season. You might not love the toddler season. You might not love the seasons of you know, the threes, the fours, the five-year-olds, whatever, we aren't there yet. But in the same breath, again, you're going to wish for those moments Yeah, one day, you know? So it's just learning to figure out how to enjoy each season and thank the Lord that reframe your mind that he's given you this season to yeah. be in, you know? Um, last thing I want to add, but spoiler alert, we're having Ruth Tris Simons back on the show. <laughs> we recorded an episode with her yes. um, a few weeks ago. It won't go live for another few weeks, but one of the things I'm going to tell you, she said that just rocked my world. I asked her, I was like, well, do you just have like any motherhood advice? Cause I'm in just that season where I'm just trying to soak it all up. What, do, like, what would you have to share with me? And she said, Oh friend, like in the moments that you feel like you don't have it figured out, you need to praise God instead of trying to figure it out. Like you need to lean in and use that as curiosity and fuel for finding your father in the situation rather than trying to figure out a solution. And um, just was so beautiful. And it reminded me of Second Corinthians 12 when it says, for my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in your weakness. Um, that's what God said. And then therefore, we should boast all the more gladly about our weaknesses so that Christ's power can rest on us. And that's why for Christ's sake that I delight in my weakness. 
and insults and hardships and persecutions and difficulties, etc. Meaning like in the moments that you fall short, like instead of beating yourself up, turn to God. Be like, thank you for reminding me again that I'm frail, but you're mighty. So like in your mercy, would you just cover the situation? And inviting him in can do much more than you and your feeble self could ever imagine doing for your family. So, um, I just think like we all need to hear that we have grace. His grace is enough for us, period. (laughs) If you slip up and you say the four letter word, like I get it. (laughs) Um, if you, if you like have a moment and have to turn on a show or whatever it looks like for you, that you're just like, you're at your end his grace is sufficient enough for you and he will cover your children, their memories, their minds, those moments more than you could ever fix it. So deep breath, mamas, we got this. We're in it together. Yeah. Um, You mentioned something earlier, Emily, and I want you to share if you have like a list at the top of your head. You said that there's people that you like to follow and books you'd like to read to give you some good wisdom and advice on like being present, being intentional, community, all the things. Who are some of those favorite follows for you or books you've read? Yeah. Okay. Great question. The book that I think changed my perspective on how we run our household with the kids, and I'm going to have to go back and reread it in future seasons as well, is Habits of the Household by Justin Whitmill Early. Um, I don't know if you've heard of that book, but it's an incredible resource with very practical tips from, he's a lawyer by trade um, who loves Jesus and is navigating raising four boys. Um, And his wife also works as well and um, works kind of like in the home slash a little bit out of the home. And so it's just, he's talking about their journey with raising littles into, you know, bigger kids. Um, And he has like prayers for like habits of the household, like your bedtime, your meal times, your playtime, your whatever. And there's a bunch of different chapters and you can read it at any order that you would like. If you're like, we really struggle at this time of day, you can go to that part of the book. Um, so that's a great book. And it has just like prayers you can say over your kids. It's literally like so tangible. <laughs> And that's just what we need sometimes. We can't, can't read a whole entire book, you know? Um, we It's so tangible, and I love that book. So Habits of the Household. Um, I love following Walk in Love. I'm always talking about Walk in Love, <laughs> Rachel knows. Um, on Instagram, um, Brick and TJ Macedis. They're amazing people who have just, like, really leaned into what the Lord has for their family. Um, it led them to move from Pennsylvania to Maui, Hawaii, to just, like, seek a more free life, um, leaning into, you know, what God is teaching them. They sell really cool t-shirts seasonally, but they're a great follow for just literally, um, walking in abundance and walking in obedience for what the Lord has for them. And they have a podcast that they upload every Monday, just them as a couple, husband and wife talking about, uh, literally just what life is teaching them at the moment. And then, um, the Beth keys are a great follow for this as well. Um, Alyssa and Jeff Beth key, if you guys probably know who they are, but they are always sharing on Instagram. They have resources like family teams that you can jump in. If you want like a more course format, he has his book, take back your family that I really love. Um, yeah, I love following like Emily lay 
Jenna Kutcher. The lazy um, genius, Kendra Adachi. Yeah, this is one of my favorites. Lazy genius, Kendra, Kendra Adachi, um, Kate, uh, I don't know, Strickler from Naptime Kitchen. Super amazing fun. follow. Um, yeah, they share like mom hacks too, which is amazing. And they're believers. And um, yeah, it's just, I try to fill my feed with people who are living intentionally and living not in a shameful way to me, but in a way of like, okay, when I need help with X, Y, Z, I know I can turn to this virtual friend yeah, on social totally. media. You know what I'm Christy saying? Christy Knuckles is yeah. also another fun follow slash you probably know her because she's a musician. She probably sings some of your favorite songs. She has incredible lullabies um, that we have to- totally rotated when trying to get mm-hmm. Maddox down. But she also has a podcast called Glorious in the Mundane. And it's all about this. Like, how do you make those moments special, meaningful? How do you invite God into folding socks to answering emails? Um, and then she has a season or a series, excuse me, recently that's been so good. And it's all about abide, which is how do you invite God into just your everyday moments and abide with him, walk with him, whether it's on your lunch break or going to the office or coming home to the grocery store, whatever, like so good and so practical and totally like gives me chills or tears at least once in the episode. Cause I just feel she just Yes. the softest voice it's just so beautiful so also how are we forgetting anna, anna. sorry girlfriend <sighs> anna mcparlin another amazing follow she's also been on the show yeah she yeah yes the ministry of motherhood her whole entire platform is yeah the ministry of motherhood and seeing jesus in the messy tables and dirty laundry and all the things she literally actually just posted a picture on her instagram story tonight of her laundry being like this is real like this is this is real life and she's such a great example of living with her hands wide open for whatever the lord has for you so again moral of the story we're not in this alone you guys and we are moms just like you and we are extending grace and a hug to you we wish we could all sit around a table together and get dinner maybe one day um but yeah maybe one day <laughs> Put that in the dream be awesome. the dream folder <laughs> Put it in the dreams whenever we don't have tiny little children yep. on our feet but yes we love y'all and we couldn't do behind the yeah. bus without whether you. you're a new listener or you've been here from the very beginning I just hope this episode and you kind of run into a few other ones that you feel like topically meets you where you are in your life. And if there's something that's missing that you're like, guys, I really need to hear about fill in the blank. Just email us or shoot us over a message on Instagram. It's like our delight to bring those conversations to you because pretty much like we've all been in some kind of similar season. And if we haven't, we know people that have and we're happy to have them on the show to talk to you about it. So let us know if there's something you're wanting to hear that you haven't seen. Um, but until then, would love for you to follow along. Uh, text the word bestie to 55444 for some fun, some free fun where you just get to be a part of our behind the scenes. We share our favorite tips, tricks, hacks, people, episodes, all the fun things every Wednesday. And we have some fun apparel that would encourage you in or out of the office uh, to find joy in your life, all things. So we'll just link all of it, everything we talked about in today's episode and more in our show notes for you at behindtheblisspodcast.com. Y'all are the best. Yep. And you can follow us on Instagram at behindtheblisspodcast. We love y'all. Mama's out. This episode of Behind the Bliss Podcast has ended, but be sure to subscribe for more episodes so you don't miss episodes full of encouragement. And don't forget to rate and review. 
network so that we can continue to bring you the best content. See you in the next episode.